Welcome, misfits, miscreants, spooks, specters, astral beings from Dimension X, alien envoys from galaxies near and far, and boogers from around the world. You are listening to the Late Night Fright on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan, and with me, as always, is my very creepy co-host, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. You're looking especially creepy tonight, my dear. Thank you. I tried so hard. Is it those new glasses? Probably so. Or is it just... Your face. I think it's just everything about me. Your your aura <laughs> is just is just screaming creepy yeah. tonight. You know, speaking of creepy, we are talking about the fourth episode of the horror anthology series Creep Show, streaming now on our favorite streaming site, Shudder. Mm-hmm. This episode, like all episodes in the series, features two stories. New episodes are available each and every Thursday through the month of October through Halloween. And I would like to take just a moment and give myself a little bit of a prop, if that's all right. All right. Because I got through our favorite streaming site, Shutter. Streaming site. I should site give you five Shutter. for that. There I'm you go. Five. There you go. She just gave me five. <laughs> streaming site, Shutter. Say it five times fast. Streaming site. I'm not. Well, maybe <laughs> afterwards. So, so the first story we get is the companion written by Matt Verne who has done work from Masters of Horror anthology series Fear Itself to Stephen King's Bag of Bones miniseries, directed by David Bruckner, best known for The Signal and VHS. This episode is based on the short story by Joe Casey and Keith Lansdale. Joe Lansdale is best known for being a contributing writer for Batman the Animated Series and for his film adaptation Bubba Hotep, which we will eventually do here on the show and is one of my all-time favorite movies. I we need love to do this it. When are we going to do it? Uh, November or December. It's it's coming. I'm ready for it's it. <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely in the mix. Um, Faith, what did you think of the fourth installment of Shutter's Creep Show? I liked the first half, and then kind of fell off the wagon a little bit. Of yeah, we'll we'll get <laughs> like to that. Um, <laughs> But I enjoyed the first one so much that it, it was okay. Exactly. That that the second one was, we'll get to it. Exactly. I, I have some interesting thoughts on it because I didn't hate it. It just was there. It just was there. Yeah, I was just looking at it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. <laughs> so beware, all of you boogers out there, there be spoilers ahead. So if you haven't seen this, get out. But come back. Mm-hmm. So the companion follows Harry, played by Logan Allen, a teenage boy who is abused and tormented by his older brother, Billy. Harry starts to be chased by his psychotic brother through a field where he there stumbles upon a creepy old scarecrow. Harry removes a cane from his chest, not knowing that the scarecrow will soon come to life. Harry ends up in an abandoned farmhouse where he falls through the floorboards and finds the body of an old man and a suicide note. We learn there that because of his loneliness, the farmer created a scarecrow for a companion, but he never knew the thing would be born evil. After witnessing the scarecrow murder an innocent child, the farmer drove his cane into the evil thing's chest. Then the farmer sadly took his own life out of regret for creating the monster. The scarecrow becomes frightened when he sees Harry holding the cane the cane in his hand. We end the episode with Billy, that's Harry's brother, sewn into his bed with the scarecrow waiting for him in the corner of his room. Ooh. How did you like the companion, Faith? This was one of my favorites so far. I think tied with, what is the name of it? The head in the house or something? 
the hen in the house. Yes, we both really enjoyed. They're the kind of tied for yes. my favorites right now. It was a really cool, really cool idea. I liked it. I I really enjoyed this, and I was very excited to watch this because you saw it before I did, and mm-hmm. you texted me. You said this first episode is really good, mm-hmm. and. I always get excited and a little apprehensive when something like that happens because it can go one of two ways. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh no, what if I don't like it? Right. But no, I I really really enjoyed this episode. And how did you like the story here? Because I I like this a lot. I like it too. I like the way that it was told. I like that he had to discover the note and the body before we got the full on story of you know what this scarecrow was. I think it was pretty tragic. You know, kind of sad. It reminded me of a Stephen King story, mm-hmm. and I was not—I'll be honest—I was not paying attention to the credits when it was when it was rolling, mm-hmm. and um, I actually thought that this could have been based on a Stephen King short story. It had a feel of something from um, you know the It era, right. you know the that you know the kids like in Stand by Me or mm-hmm. or or in uh, It. It it reminded me. It, you could feel the Stephen King influence mm-hmm. on it with the brother and and all of that, and then the the scarecrow. But I think what this does, which is is so good, is that the abuse is manifested. You know that mm-hmm. uh, the, these these awful feelings of of loneliness and and abuse and and being tormented. You know they're manifested, and then ultimately that that um, that manifestation comes back on the right. abuser, which I think is a really nice thing. Right. You know, um, yeah, kind of twilight zone in a way, yeah. you know, in, in that respect. But no, I, I really, really enjoyed the episode. And one of the things I enjoyed the most was the scarecrow. What did you think of the scarecrow here? Because I think that this episode lives and dies on that scarecrow. <laughs> oh, he's awesome. Look, and he's so creepy. I like his mouth. What were they, what was that that they were using? <laughs> It was a jawbone from something. It looked like a boar, possibly. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, it reminded me, uh, I like those long, flowing hay hands, mm-hmm. arms that it had. I like the I like the movement of it. I liked, uh, definitely like the look with the bones, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I like that they never explained why it came to life. Right. You know, was he on some strange sacred burial ground, mm-hmm. you know? And again, there's the Stephen King, the Pet Cemetery, is something going on with the land kind yes. of thing. And I really, yeah, yeah, it it was tantalizingly creepy. You know, it was not like, ooh, I'm scared of this. Like, no, right. I wanted to look at this thing. I wanted oh, to see too. it see it in action. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, did you see any influences from other works on this? And I'm going to go ahead and say that mine, I, I definitely saw the, uh, you know, the Stephen King, as mm-hmm. we said. Um, I know you have a note. Uh, you got an Evil Dead vibe from this. Yeah, kind I, of the branches, kind of. Yeah, I got. I didn't get that when I was watching it, but reading that, I go, yeah, absolutely. I don't. That was know. The, like I saw the branches yeah. come out. I was like, oh, kind of get the you know an Evil Dead vibe from it. And then the scarecrow scene kind of reminded me, kind of when you see him up, it reminded me of Jeepers Creepers. And I know, mm-hmm. I know, I don't think you've seen Jeepers Creepers. I've seen. I, I've. I've. I think I've seen the first one. I've okay. seen parts of it. You know. Well, that I'm gonna say maybe Long you don't remember, you know, but uh, I definitely got a Jeepers Creepers vibe from it a little bit. Definitely, I mean Scarecrow, yeah, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I liked, I liked that there was the little heart that the wife made. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought it was kind of a neat kind of uh, turnaround on the Scarecrow, you know, because the Scarecrow in Wizard of Oz doesn't have a brain. And this one, you know, he's got the heart, you know, and I, I, I liked it. I really liked the look when the Scarecrow bowed in front of him when he saw the cane because it was mm-hmm. like he was the master of this Scarecrow. Yeah. And like this kid had conquered his fear, I guess, in a way, mm-hmm. you know, so now he's, as I said, this, 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 uh, this abuse is manifested, you know, and, and right. that, and then that, that feeling of torment then is going to be turned on the abuser. Right. You know, it's, uh, this was really well done. I really, really enjoyed this. I got a very good Halloween fall vibe from it. Exactly. It, it felt very timeless, I think. And, uh, how, how did you like the way that this wrapped up? And literally wrapped up because we have, uh, as we said, the brother gets sewn into mm-hmm. the bed and cannot move. The and branches start to come the out branches, toward him. Yes. I didn't see it coming, actually. Did you? I didn't. I I thought he was done with the scarecrow at that point. I didn't realize that the scarecrow was. I thought he. Be- let me tell you what I actually thought was happening. I actually thought he was building his own scarecrow that mm-hmm. he was going to use to to uh, smite his right. enemies as it is. But no, no, I, that worked very well. Yeah, I kind of figured that, I didn't know what he was putting together, but I figured maybe he had had enough confidence or something to finally stand up to his brother. Yeah. I didn't know the scarecrow was going to be hiding out in the corner yeah. over there. <laughs> no, I thought I thought this was very well done yeah, and very it. much in keeping with the spirit of the original EC comics that mm-hmm. these are inspired by. I thought this was really well done. This is uh, one of my favorites in the series so yeah, far, one of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. And as you said, uh, the house of the head, you know, is possibly yeah. my favorite so far. But I thought this stood up with All Hallows Eve. I enjoyed that one from mm-hmm. last week. But this is this is really, really, really good. I, I enjoyed this. Me too. Uh, the next one, um, as we said, we're going to get into it. Uh, Lydia Lane's Better Half. Lydia Lane's Better Half. Lydia Lane's Better Half was written by John Harrison, known for his work on Tales from the Crypt, Tales from the Dark Side, several episodes of Creep Show that we have talked about. And Faith, where are those episodes available? Wherever podcasts can be found. And he is the director of The House of the Head that we both really admire a whole lot. He was even a composer for the original movie. And this was directed by Roxanne Benjamin, known for VHS. Is that uh, Double X? And Southbound. I've never seen any of them, sadly. I, you know, I haven't either. I actually never haven't. So, uh, this story follows Lydia Lane, played by the absolutely beautiful Trisha Helfer, who has passed her lover Celia up for a promotion. Celia is not pleased and accuses Lydia of being jealous and threatened by a younger version of herself. This turns into a full-on fight after Lydia slaps Celia in the face. Celia falls over the sofa and hits the coffee table where Lydia discovers her glass award spiked through Celia's head, killing her instantly. Lydia tries to get rid of the evidence and makes her way to the elevator with Celia's dead blood, dead body, dead blood, dead, dead, bloody (laughs) body in a chair where she is then trapped and eventually is cut in half by the elevator attempting to make her escape. So Faith, (laughs) I'm going to give you first crack at this. What did you think of Lydia Lane's better half? It was not my favorite. I, I feel like I was just kind of looking at it instead of really, you know, watching something. Um, I do like the play on words here. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, it's very hard to describe what I was feeling watching this. Now, as we said, we have other episodes available on Creep Show. If you listen to our episode on episode two, we were as hard on that episode as 
as you could be. Right. We did not like anything in that episode. In fact, I made the comment during that episode, I had such an awful time watching episode two of Creepshow. I thought if episode three doesn't do anything to redeem itself, we might not finish the season out. Mm-hmm. This didn't make me angry. This this wasn't um, this wasn't awful in the way that like those I, I felt those two episodes in uh, episode two were. Mm-hmm. This just really didn't do anything. And then when I thought it was going to do something, it didn't do anything. And then I spent most of the episode confused. I was like, so there's an earthquake and she's been in there for like for a day. And I, I, I just I didn't really care for this. No, me neither. I think it was lacking a lot. I don't think there's a lot of like intensity or excitement or maybe even the story bothered me. I don't like the way it started. It didn't feel like creep show when it came on. Yeah, yeah. It kind of felt it, too modern and right. I don't know. It just didn't. The vibe of it, just beginning, didn't. And do and there for are me. there are precedents for this kind of thing with Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart. You know where he the guy's under the floorboards and he can hear the heart beating. Mm-hmm. You know and, and then has to confess his guilt. You know, so the precedent for things like this. You know where the the killer has has the body of a victim. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. There's plenty of that out there. And for me, that's like always fun, you know, and works. Right. And the real travesty here is I think you waste Trisha Helfer, who's mm-hmm. really good, you know, and she came to uh, prominence on uh, Battlestar Galactica and she's she's been in some other things and, and is known in the genre. So, I mean, this is someone in this sci-fi slash horror genre and you have her here for 22 minutes and you don't really do anything with her. Even when she's on the elevator with Celia, it's just kind of there. Mm-hmm. And that's not on her. Right. That's, you know, she wasn't allowed to like, you know, it's like if she'd start going crazy, if there was some question as to whether or not the body was moving. I thought it would have been more effective if the uh, if the body had been talking to her instead mm-hmm. of you getting the idea that maybe it's moving, maybe it's not, maybe it's moving through natural means, you know. Right. There were two moments in this that I really really liked. I liked when she pulled the um, the glass spike award out of her head. Yeah. I thought that was just a nice nice moment. Mm-hmm. And there was one moment where uh, she saw the body. She had Celia's body in the chair and she looks over and the eyes were open and it was looking at her and mm-hmm. I thought that was just a really great creepy real horror moment. Yeah. I know? wish they would have done more with that. I wish either the body would have like you said, moved or, you know, done something or maybe even to the effect where like she was seeing it and she went crazy and it wasn't even really there, you know, right. Just something where it was a little more like, Ooh, mm. what's happening? You know, just, yeah, it, it almost like it could have gotten into the territory where like you have, uh, remember the old Bugs Bunny cartoons, mm-hmm. like where he's stuck on a boat with like Daffy Duck or somebody right. and they're <laughs> looking at each other, you know? Uh-huh. And, you know, if you could have gone like even kind of, you know, an inspired lunacy like that, you know, right. it just didn't really do anything. It right. was just kind of there. And I called it halfway through. I'm like, well, she's going to get cut up by the ele- like she's going to die on the elevator getting right. cut in half because that's just awful and, and the worst thing that could happen. You know, again, I, this wasn't like an episode two where I was going, God, this is awful. And right. it wasn't making me angry, wanting to throw things at the um at the uh, at the television, it was I was just like, this is just a wasted opportunity, mm-hmm. you know. I think they spent a lot of time in the beginning. It was kind of wasted, you know, the whole 
Again, I don't think I like the story of it, how it started. It just didn't do much for me. There was a lot of conversation in the beginning. Um, there, I, yeah, and you don't see them together enough to to know what they're like as a couple, right? You know, and right. so that you know she's a young Lydia Lang. You know, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, it yeah. just it just fell a little flat. Again, I wasn't angry either, but it was just. It wasn't the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, they are still batting 500. So so that's good. And as we said, 500, if you bat 500 in baseball, I mean, that, you're not even Hall of Fame. You're you're the greatest player of exactly. all time. So, <laughs> no, um, I'm, I still am really, really enjoying the show. And it's uh, episodes like uh, The Companion that just make this so worth, you know, tuning into. Right. You know. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. What about you? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I wish I wish everything was kind of like the companion, but I guess you get what you, right. <laughs> you get, you know. So well, we have uh, we have two more episodes to go through mm-hmm. Halloween. So I'm I'm excited to see. Uh, hopefully, they have saved the best for last. Yes. I would hope so. Um, uh, I know they have some really great people uh, involved. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the David Arquette episode yes. a lot. Yes, I like him. Yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Too. And uh, I don't know which one he's in, but I know there's the monkey's paw that they're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So, no, there's a lot of life here, and I, I still highly recommend this series. It's a, it's oh, yeah. a, it's a fun watch. Oh, yeah. it's a, it's, as I said, it's the most fun you'll ever have being scared. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so, well, that's all I have on Creep Show. That's all I got to you. Well, I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want you to keep, keep your, your monster, monster on, on a leash. leash. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>